0: Waleed, what my level sound like? Waleed? Waleed, Waleed, what my level sound like? Mike check, Wally, Mike check. Player, say something. Mike check, one, two, one,
1: two. And we just gonna run with your um black awareness rap. Right? I ain't got nothing, man. All right,
0: cause I don't think I got none, Ziva. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be what it is, though. What is, what it is. All right, let's roll, bro. Let's roll. Go ahead, get it running. Ready? Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to my... <laughs> <What? laughs> That'll be A <laughs> The what podcast. The A.K.A. Nah, I was oh. about to say that. Your so, um, name.
0: Let me Man, start. Man, that nigga don't own that. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a welcome to that. Would be
1: eight dollars the podcast, aka the Black Awareness Rally podcast. you can be rocking with anybody else in the world right now, but you are here with us, and for that we do appreciate you. It's your man, Pledge, a my main man. B,
0: what up, man? Hold on, go go ahead.
1: Welcome all of you guys to the discussion. So we are here on a special holiday edition of the podcast Um, tomorrow is Labor Day I don't know I mean we um, people have been boycotting um, holidays do we have any reason to boycott Labor Day I don't know some
0: people have been boycotting colleges
1: what no, I'm saying, people have been boycotting uh, holidays. So, do we have any reason to boycott Labor Day, or can we just enjoy it oh, that
2: way?
0: Only holiday I heard white uh, people about boycotting was uh, Juneteenth, Fourth of July, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you made sure I wasn't grilling on
3: Fourth of July.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you could you could hang out, but you couldn't you could say half for Independence Day. <sighs> Yeah, yeah man. I don't know. But I'm, I'm about to switch it up for the last three months. Switch it
3: up. Switch it up to what? What it's gonna look like.
0: I don't know that. I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna try this like there is no racism thing. Everything's okay. You know, white people didn't do nothing to black people. Uh might just start clubbing real hard. You know, just do what everybody else be doing, though. I think I'm gonna try that. Uh, see, see, what, see what it's like on the other side, though. Huh? Time,
1: I say clubbing real hard at this Last
0: point, uh, Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna do just that. Just start bro. real hard. Because I know, uh, I don't know. I, I ain't winning. I can tell you that much. I mean, I ain't, I ain't out here dying with no major diseases, but I think it might hit me a branch tomorrow or something. They, they do branches on, on Mondays? All the brunches today. I'm pretty sure since
1: it's a holiday tomorrow. All the brunches, they're going to
0: have some brunches tomorrow.
1: Brunch tomorrow. I mean, you, you have a lot of outdoor spots in uh, the ATL, so I'm pretty sure you can find a, a brunch spot that's going to be serving food outdoors.
0: Yeah, I got a uh, friend that told me about one spot that looked like the pandemic never came to Atlanta and oh. I was like you know what maybe, maybe I'm gonna just start acting like you know what I mean I don't know Think about to hop back on the dating sites Out here in wildlife for months I played real close to the vest first nine months how do you
3: take a chance huh hey man
0: and chat with Bozeman with it. You know what I mean somebody told me I, I don't have no friends up here because I'm trying not to make friends. I was like, you know what? That person might be right.
2: I don't know. What you think? Um, I mean, I, I do think that
1: people have kind of forgotten about Rona and its effects. I do do I mean, I don't I don't think me people might have forgot, but they're just like people are I think they lost their patience with just laying low mm-hmm. and taking it easy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, they're not gonna let this situation keep them
3: from doing them no more. So
0: Right, right. I just I'm, I'm uh I don't know, I'm gonna figure something. Playoffs don't start it. You know what I mean? Kinda tired of watching basketball Yeah, right? I mean, it's like good drama. I mean, I, like last night, shockers in both games. Well, it was the last two nights with shockers. I didn't think that the Bucks was gonna go down three zip, but that happened. I was hoping the Lakers just waxed the Trailblazers. I mean, the Rockets. I can't stand the Rockets. <laughs> well, let me let me let me take that back. I can't stand the old Rockets. Is this new micro ball they're playing with these cats? actually trying on defense now like get a fan out of me man you know respect I should say not a fan number one defense in the bowl right now
3: who, who would have ever thought you would All say right. that
0: about team? it's kind of wild man James Harden out here playing defense game winning <laughs> stops uh, PJ Tucker out here looking like a young me you know what I mean? You've never shot a three before in your life. No, nah, no, nah, not that part. The other side of the game. Just locking niggas up that's eight, nine inches taller than you. Oh, I got you. You, you saw, man, what's up with your boy? With the, you saw the uh, the layup LeBron tried to shoot right before that uh, block he had on Russell Westbrook. He was uh, in the post, in the low post. Trying to back down PJ Tucker and he wasn't making no headway. So he got like maybe like a foot closer and he just chucked the ball up my head. I was like, LeBron, come on, bro. You ain't learned no, no.
2: What was that? (laughs) I was like, come on, LeBron. I
0: I, I couldn't respect that one, though. I was like, I can't help you on that one, B. I
3: think they were frustrated uh, yesterday. I don't think they were expecting that much of a, a challenge. They yeah. definitely got so.
0: I don't know. Think y'all gonna take care of business today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: I think Rockets might win one more, but I mean, once once they
1: figure out the, uh, the equation, I mean, just gonna go right go right at it. I said the, at the, the business. Trollblazers Troll got them. It was similar to the Trailblazers series. Trailblazers got them on uh, the very first game but after
3: the lakers figured out how to attack it mm-hmm. it was over so i think the same thing will happen in this series
0: you shall see you shall see.
3: i mean it the rockets ever you know closed out a quality team
0: i mean you're right now I'm, I'm listen i'm completely with you there's just something different about that block James Harden had close out the Thunder.
1: I mean, I didn't honestly. I didn't. I didn't trust the. I didn't trust the the Rockets to uh, Thunder to close out the Thunder in the fourth quarter. And it really wasn't. I mean, it really wasn't the Rockets closing them out. It really was a case of where the. I
0: feel like the Thunder lost that
1: game. Both teams just made mistakes.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a horrible fourth quarter to watch. mm Hmm. I mean, what? I can think of what the last three Thunder possessions. Chris Paul didn't take the technical free throws. They missed both of those. Well, yeah, Gallinari. Well, yeah, it was he missed one, both of those. No, he missed both. one. Oh, he missed the one shot. Yeah. Okay, okay. He
1: had made the, the justification for sending him to the line is that he had made fifty nine straight
0: free throws. Come on, man. I ain't with yeah. that. You send you seen your alpha up? That's not that now. Then the so uh, this is the question.
3: You got Michael
1: Jordan and Steve Kerr on the same team. Who you send to the free throw line? You send in Steve Kerr, who probably shoots over 90%.
0: Yeah,
1: he about 90%. Huh? he's about 90%. Huh? Yeah, he's about 90%. Or do you send Michael Jordan because he's supposedly the best player of all time? Which one do you send up?
0: In that situation, I, I send to my the exact same situation with the same amount of 90%. pressure.
3: Yeah. Steve Kerr
2: who's who's in I know, I know,
0: I know. I know. the three pointer in I don't feel like that's a fair comparison. I really don't feel like that's a fair comparison. But I sent uh, I send Steve Kerr. Cause my thinking is Steve Kerr is uh that's an all season thing for Steve Kerr. Gallinari that was a streak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just – I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a big enough sample size to trust uh, Gallinari with that shot. And we know Chris Paul had been in that, in that pressurized situation a few times. I mean, so, you know, I just kind of felt like somebody else should have took that shot. I know, I know Gallinari shoots. I you know he, he can knock him down, but I feel like somebody else should have took that shot. And then them um, in two inbound plays,
3: I'm actually this, though. If you're Steve Kerr, do you defer and say, nah, coach, send
1: Jordan to the line?
2: Because nah, you, know,
1: you know, if you miss, you know, if
3: you miss and you're on Jordan's team, what's going to happen?
0: No, I'm with you on that.
2: I just feel like uh, Kerr just did what he told on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, that's a tough situation. But I, like I said I would
0: I would uh trust uh, Steve Kerr because 'cause ninety percent. You know what I mean? That's that's a season average, not streaking the bubble. Man, we gotta get this that other show started, man. Uh oh, the basketball
3: podcast? Yeah, we gotta get that going. That, that, yeah. I don't know. Y'all are up for it. Oh, um, I'm up for it.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, shout out to the family. Uh, what's up, Wiley? Thanks for checking in. Uh, is that what's going on, Marlena? Thanks for checking in. Uh, appreciate y'all. Yeah, we might be battling with the holiday weekend on this one, so looking kind of slim out there. Oh, and and the closet listeners. Shout out to the closet listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we have a few of those. Shout out to the closet list.
3: Talking about the people who say they don't watch the show but criticize every comment we
1: make
0: on the show. Those people. Uh, yeah, them too. Yep. yep. Talking about them too. I was originally thinking about uh, just the people that uh might not ever mention that they listen to the show until you like see them in person. Yeah. And they be like say something from the show. Be like, oh, thanks.
3: Or they'd be like, Why did I have a show last week?
0: Yeah. Like just be all the way confused.
1: I I don't know you be checking I know you be checking for us like
0: that. Right? I ain't I ain't know you watched it. I mean <laughs> Not that I know you listening. I will try to put one up every week. Yes.
2: Uh so, and shout out to them. Uh Appreciate them for keeping us on our toes. Lord knows, some days it feel like it ain't going nowhere. Anyway,
0: it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I mean we got a uh, a heavy topic on this one,
2: but it ain't heavy. You getting into this week, man?
3: Uh, same old thing, man. I'm working. Work is uh picked up.
1: Um you know, still uh getting to back into the
3: school rhythm with the boys. But um, you know, things are things are going well, so can't complain.
0: How do kids like school? Loving it. Still going.
3: Yeah, loving it. They um
1: I mean they come they come home every day with new adventures and
3: and um Tales from uh from the day. So they are absolutely enjoying themselves in their time at school. So
0: mm. shout out to them. I was kinda nervous. I saw y'all uh the school kind of made the made the news this week. for uh some cases, outbreaks and cases.
1: Yeah, I was um they uh keep a there's like websites where you can keep track of like which schools Mm-hmm. Um, exactly are, um, have reported cases and like the, I think the grades of the students that are in the cases or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm always brace myself to see if we're going to get that
3: call of saying, Hey, you know, we shutting it down for a couple of weeks. So I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Um, I saw it was a high school. I couldn't, that's when I started kind of like being concerned. I was like, Oh snap. Is that where, um. Uh, Wife works.
2: Mm
0: from what I hear, I haven't heard anything
2: from, from her school, so.
3: Yes.
0: There's not. Yeah, man, we we still moving pretty steady at the gig. Uh <clears throat> it's been pretty quiet. You know, no uh well, let me take that back. Actually, we had a couple people trying to vote on what we should do in terms of uh he opened in Georgia schools, and that's been a subject we've been watching. So A lot of people been getting up in arms about that, trying
2: to figure out the ethics involved, because you know it don't make no sense, just to be outright doing it
0: out and out. But a lot of people starting to get concerned about ethics involved and whatnot. I mean, not, uh, well, I guess it's just the ethics, because ain't no science behind opening
2: the schools. For getting more money, I think a lot of people get nervous about that. So we
0: shall see. Hey, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, drop a like, leave a like, help us out, share, and share. It's worth your time. We appreciate you. Uh, all right, man, you want to do the Black Awareness Rally? I think we've been like 15 minutes. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I think I got a couple. I know I meant to save some. Uh, let's see, let's see if I saved them joints.
2: There, man, Air. It's worth your time.
0: Black is rally sponsored by the wonderful people at McDowell's and the incomparable sexual chocolate. Been putting it down the last 40 years. You got R&B, and then you got what Sexual Chocolate be doing. Ain't nobody messing with them. Y'all don't want nah. nine. You know what I mean? Led by the incomparable Randy Watson, a.k.a. Players Day One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Then we got the wonderful uh, McDowell's. You know what I mean? We got the Big Mac. McDonald's got the Big Mac. We got yes. the golden arches, they got the golden arcs. So y'all see us. Queens holding it down. Drive um, still.
3: Drive through still open.
0: Yeah, drive through gonna they gonna stay open, now. Yeah. They, you ain't you ain't gonna see nothing else. They gonna be open. Everybody else shut down, but they gonna be open. No doubt. Um I have let me see, let me see, let me see. I can't find the link there was an uh a young lady she's a 10 year old that has been hired to teach coding to everybody at her school Now i can't yeah. find a name because i can't remember where i saved the article but, i saw that as well yeah i thought that was awesome man um kind of took me by surprise i was like yo that that's a big deal like started out she was like helping at a cold camp, like a club, after school club. Yes. And then it turned into, you know, she was so good at handling business, they just decided to you know what? How about you help everybody else too? So she's a young lady. Um I don't know if we can appropriately call <laughs> that the Bikini contest, uh not the Bikini. Uh, Miss Black Awareness Pageant. But uh because she's too young to enter contest, but we definitely want to uh, show appreciation for that. Uh, she's doing thing, so. yeah. Anybody that's African American, man, coding, uh, computer software engineering, web development—hey, that's almost like a guaranteed path to being a millionaire, man. Just collecting the check on the nine to five uh, grind. Uh, you got kids. If you got a laptop and you got some Wi-Fi, I would definitely have them look into that. Uh, yeah, Code Ninjas is one of the people that are into that. Uh, let's see, for arts and entertainment, I want to give a shout-out to Jonathan Majors. He's the one of the, the actors on the ensemble cast in Lovecraft Country, and he's finally getting his day in the sun. I know we've been getting a lot of bad news from the – Black like Hollywood segment lately with the passing of a few icons. So, Jonathan Majors, man, he's been doing real well. People have been receiving Lovecraft Country with open arms. I haven't seen a bad review yet, except for Pledge. But I haven't seen a bad review yet. I ain't huh. seen nobody else say nothing bad about it. Uh, HBO, man, I gotta cut that out, man. What's wrong he, with that? People, listen, HBO, man. man. I gotta
1: cut this out, thinking that we tuning in to, to, to be educated on what? historical events. That and is, then y'all sent us into this alternate universe. What's wrong? Uh, out of this world type stuff, man.
0: Why, why black people can't be a, so, a diverse group of people? So misleading, man. How is it's that misleading? So what you thought was going to happen? I thought it was going
1: to be an historical um, representation of what it was like. Um, for black people to, you know, go through the fifties in the south.
2: But it's why got, you thought got, that though?
1: Yeah, man-eating monsters.
0: But
2: you why you thought
1: that? Mansion. That's, that's what it was presented to me as.
0: But well, who? I I told you it was sci-fi. Now I, I I gave you a good warning this time.
1: Hey, get your boy Elliot,
0: man. <laughs> 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 I don't know that. I'm gonna start over again on this one. I don't I don't know what to tell you. That. Hey, Elliot! <laughs> Elliot, listen. That's that's Elliot bringing the hammer though. Man, nah. players players it's don't not, want man. people.
3: I just I just so this I don't this know, man. this one I'm thinking. Man.
0: This one think about what you're saying though. This one think about what you're saying. We ain't used to black people being into nothing sci-fi related, but like we don't we ain't grow up seeing that. Like, come on now, what we? Tip, what typically happened with that group of people is kind of telling them, they "Act! Why do we call them nerds?" And they kind of just was like, "Well, we ain't gonna mess with y'all." I don't know. I just feel like the creatives are accepting anybody that wants to tell a, a black story.
1: I just, I mean, I, I just think it's a odd mixture of science fiction. And black stories, yeah. I, I just think it's it's, it's it's an odd mixture because it's, it's nothing fictional about what happened.
0: What so, you mean? You mean nothing realistic?
1: You no, know I'm saying like the, the stories that you know what happened, there was nothing fictional about it, there's nothing you know that's made up about it. It's it's you know, it's stuff that happened, and you can tell a story and, and that be it, as opposed to adding some um you know we are supposed to wait for some man eating dinosaur type creature to come save us that's like, what okay nah,
0: okay so let me give you a little backstory because you know me i was excited to see jonathan majors getting another shot at a and role and hbo was getting such a big giving such a big budget behind it and uh you know what have you apparently uh i think his name is hp lovecraft was a racist novelist back in the 20s I believe and he got real famous for writing horror stuff but he was a racist like everything he wrote about was just off the wall racism and so uh, Lovecraft Country was a book that was written by a white man with the aim of just like shoving all the theories that H.P. Lovecraft down his throat and like making a mockery of the stuff he made by having black people be the protagonist and naming parts of America as in Lovecraft Country. Yeah. So technically it is a a work of uh, what do you call it?
2: What is it called? Work of revol- not revolutionary. I don't know. But it's it's a work of opposition. What is it called? Anyway, it's a
0: not revolution, because that ain't it. It's got a specific thing where people make art to combat, like, as an injustice going on in society. That's yeah, what it's she- supposed to be, man. So that's what kind of had me excited about it. Again, that and Jonathan Majors getting another chance to probably lead. No, Ellie, really, I'm thinking, like, in terms of when somebody makes a, a, a piece of art that is, it was made just to be – like a, a piece of revolutionary reason. like Say a Loud and Black and I'm Proud is an example um, you know anything Jay-Z's been doing in the last five years <laughs> it's all like you know F you honky this is black work so black is king so anyway uh, Spine of the Plot is based around the green book hey Ellie you got the green book out of that it does seem, no, I mean he was traveling yeah' to I'm saying it does yeah. that carnival places
1: that you know would be cool for you know black people to visit while they were in the south, so that's kind of the gist of of where it was going. and for the first fifty eight minutes of episode uh number one, it was like great, and then all of a sudden the last two minutes, I'm like,, Stop, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: here we go again come on man i don't know why you still keep like that man why you Why you like the fact that the sci-fi part jumped in there you just no. players don't be wanting to see not that, that no aliens or no cgi he, he, boy. Not, uh, come on man how would you be happy if somebody was walking around in the, a rubber suit pretending there was a monster or you just don't because <laughs> you don't like cgi boy you don't like no cgi <laughs> No, right, they had me 58 minutes in the last two now you silly yeah Elliot that, this could be a work considered afrofuturism cause we, we don't we don't really see black people represented in science fiction very often in mainstream America so I, I would definitely put this in afrofuturism uh, oh I know what my second one was yes thank you uh, Elliot the the uh, writer the incomparable science fiction novelist Octavia Butler finally got recognized on a, a bestseller on New York Times. Like she's been doing the damn thing for like, I want to say, 50 years with her books. I, hey, can somebody we need to look up if that uh, movie *Andy Bellum* has anything to do with Octavia Butler? Because it really looks like an Octavia Butler story. But yeah, she finally got recognized for her work as a writer in the science fiction. Man, he's an Afro futurist. That's what I really wanted to shout out. Uh, I remember being very excited about that. Please, do did we? Uh, I don't think you took. We only took what Black History first and second part. Was that it? It was before what 1869. Yeah, happened. like before 1865 and after 1865. Those yeah. were the only two we took together, right? Yeah. I did not. She wasn't mentioning that. This is in one of my uh, African-American literature classes. I need to find that old syllabus and see if I can run through and grab some of the books again. Man, I should have did like all my homework in college, though. I feel like I would have been like... <laughs> <laughs> would have prepared you for a time like this? <laughs> I mean, I, I got prepared. I just feel like... I don't know. Maybe I would have been somewhere different in life if I would have did all my homework. I
2: don't know.
0: Did you feel like school was a particular challenge? Or it was just kind of like a, not necessarily a waste of time, but just a, a, um, a parade, song and it, dance, that you, a dog and pony show that you didn't have to take that serious?
1: I mean, I think it's like most things. It, it is what you put into it. I think looking back on my experience is that I'm, school wasn't the only focus that I had. I mean, I was focused on working and, and doing different things or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, if I would have just focused on school, I think it might
3: might have been a different
0: outcome. So sure. uh Ellie say so how about JJ Abrams and Jordan Peele teaming up. I Man, I thought that was huge. That was one of the things I thought was impressive. That they, they was a willing to shell out that much money behind the production of it. Um also to his other point about the Green Book plot, it looks like every episode is gonna tackle something really famous or infamous in the African-American experience because the episode last week, a lot of people were likening it to the story of Emmett Till. And they even had a little boy in there dressed like Emmett Till. So it seems like they're going to be touching on a lot of black history in a roundabout way. Pledge. still going to be some sci-fi. But that pledge, the monsters represent racism, man. You don't, you don't like that? You just wanted to be white people. Yeah, I mean, did y'all know? The yeah, monsters remember, represent in, the, in
3: the in the first episode, the monsters came to the aid of uh of the black people at that time. Well, you think they came to the aid of the black people? Yeah, they the police had them had, had them you know
1: had down on the ground. Right yeah, yeah, the rights, and then the monsters came and, and
3: um got them up out of there. So,
0: so you think the monsters saved them? That's what you are saying.
3: Yeah, because I was like, how are they going to this one? I mean, we and call then- that
0: in literature, they call that a God from the Machine. It's like an old Renaissance era phrase that we use when like, the main characters are in a situation that there is no conceivable way that they would escape. <laughs> and so the Latin word, the Latin phrasing of it is uh, deus ex machina, but it's God from the Machine. But what that means is, you know, you. Like we were saying, they was dead. It was good and dead. Cops was going to do whatever they was going to do to them. And then just out of nowhere, some random crap just showed up and made it possible for them to escape. I don't think that the monsters are on their side. It looks like they're just going to eat whoever want to get ate. But,
3: but here, here's the thing, though. How disheartening is it
1: to think that we find ourselves in situations to where monsters are the only people that can help
0: us? they saved themselves though
1: huh they saved themselves no no no. monsters came to save them what monsters are going to come save us on earth in in in
3: reality
0: i mean in reality you still got to save yourself um ellie was saying the main character is a learned black man whose imagination makes him perceptive to the possibilities of monsters. eat right there see pledge you gotta open you gotta open your mind brother you open your mind brother you know what I mean? Watch watch it with your kids. Explain it to your kids, man, cause you just gotta use your imagination to escape racism. That's thank you, Elliot. That's what the whole show is about. Black man, black woman teaming up together intergenerationally, old, young, coming together to fight the perils of the white man's country. Oh okay, can't just leave it at that. Gotcha. You
3: just don't want it to happen,
0: though. Oh, Elliot! Elliot said the monster saved them to use them. Elliot, you seen? Uh, I've been mean, what I've been trying to do, man, is I've been trying to wait till like a couple episodes stack up. I think I'm on three episodes behind on purpose, so that I can like kind of binge because I I can't do this waiting thing so Hmm. I said last week was episode three. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I saying, but tonight week. they're gonna drop the the fourth one. They had to put yeah. me three episodes behind. So, yeah, uh, I didn't see last week's
3: episode. Mm-hmm. I saw the two. You say? I said I saw
0: the first two weeks. I didn't see last week's episode. True. Uh, but yeah, man, that's what the uh, writer of the show said he intended. The monsters was supposed to represent racism and just some. Unrealistic obstacles in the uh, journey of being black people. Hey, Macy. Man, what what else going on in the world, man? We uh we got Tyler Perry being a billionaire. He could be on the show today. Topic, he's going to be a topic on the show today.
2: Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, how you feel about that billionaire thing, though?
0: Does it I'm, I'm trying to take a new stance. I'm, I'm going to let you run with that one. What are we supposed to feel as, as black people on the Tyler Perry billionaire status?
2: I mean,
1: I think that it's something that we should be happy about. I mean, yeah. we ultimately, we, uh, I, I can't say that I consume all of this content, but enough people have consumed this content to, to put them in that status. So, I mean, I think the people who have consumed this content can take some... Ownership and in, in, in putting on, you know, another another black billionaire. So um, I think you know, unless you know you you rob, cheat, or steal your way to it or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, however you accomplish it, you know, you should enjoy it and 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 um,
3: you know, and I and I think all of us should, you know, be happy for them.
0: We should we should use it like a, I don't know. I'm trying because I I don't know. You know, I usually don't particularly care for anything he does. But I was, you know, like I said earlier, man, just this week, tell myself, man, am I limiting myself by being a scholar of socioeconomics and all of that stuff? Should I just be out here just about the parties and and the money and the brunches? I was like, you know, let me just pretend to be like, hey, Tyler Perry is a billionaire. And that's a good thing. Then just leave that alone. What you think, man?
3: Um, as I said, I, I think that one, just
1: like most billionaires, is that you don't get you 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 have an opportunity to bless a lot of other people. You, you know, he's he's put on a lot of other actors and entertainers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he built his studio so other um artists can produce like the Wild and Out show, they use his studio to to, to um, you know, film their show. So, you know, things like that. I, I just think it gives them other opportunities for people to
3: create art and things of that nature. Sure. And as far as like black people not necessarily um You know, a lot of you know it's it's commonplace for people to be like, "Oh, I'm not feeling Tyler Perry. I don't
1: like what he creates." A lot of people are saying that. I don't know if they're closeted Tyler Perry fans, but for him to reach billionaire status, a lot of people had had to tune in and and Mm -hmm. and and, uh, look at what he created. And so, um, you know, it may not be in our circle, but there is a segment of the population that really, really likes this guy. And, um, you know, whether it's the most positive or progressive images um, of black life, they are images of, of you know, things that actually, I, don't, I mean, you don't see no
3: six, you know, however tall he is, dudes walking around in a dress, trying to sound like a grandma. But, um, but you know, I guess a majority of the, the things, People, it resonates with
1: people somehow, some way, and so um, it may not be stuff
3: that we want to admit, but it is stuff that is happening in society.
0: I mean, it's, so. it's relatable. It's definitely relatable because um, you know we, a majority of us have had that uh, matriarch experience growing up. You had the, uh, I mean, soul food is basically Tyler Perry could have made soul food the story because the whole family was centered around the grandmother. So yeah. yeah. I know that's a relatable thing. I definitely had a grandmother that was very inappropriate at times, but it wasn't being inappropriate for being inappropriate sake it was it was a uh what is it called? Same thing came back up. Well,
2: didn't
0: you know no better. Act of defiance, oh. like defiance work. Like I don't think that's right either. But that'll, that'll come back to me. But uh, yeah, man, I just think I know. I know it's relatable for a lot of people. I know it's a segregation segment, like you said. A lot of people just love what he does, man. And I saw a few comments on an article about. Uh, you know, obviously the stuff we're gonna talk about later. A lot of people were just uh they're willing to fight for this man. It's that impassioned. It just made me think of like Trump supporters, honestly. Yeah.
3: And 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 here's one thing
0: too, is that um and
1: I know there's something that we're gonna to touch on later on, is that as as a as a race and as a culture, I mean, are we kind of obligated to get behind people that are creating stuff, even though it may not be necessarily what we would like to see or something that we 100% agree with, but it's like it's ours, so let's support it. I mean, is is it some of that coming to play as well?
0: Uh, I think that question probably lends itself to the comment Elliot made about his philanthropic work. Uh, I just... Old me, you know, the one from last week would have said if he's contributing great works of philanthropy to the, the struggle, then, yeah, you know, by all means, everybody chip chipping you know, little by little, little becomes a lot. Because, like you said earlier, we gave him a billion dollars worth of support. So uh, to Elliot's point and old me from a week ago, if he was about that struggle life, be out here doing philanthropy in more ways than he has been. So uh, Elliot's philanthropy comment is a wonderful segue into topic number one. Hey, Kornika. Yeah, Tyler. Hey, congratulations, Tyler Perry, man. I mean, no matter what we think at the end of the day, it takes a lot of hard work. So um, at the very least, we can use that his story as a story about how hard work can get you closer to whatever your goal may be. So congratulations on that. All right, topic number one. Is about Tyler Perry um, and a discussion that often, well, this is a debate that always pops up when anybody brings up the value of his work. Uh, what role should we play in hiring black folk? Now, I know it's a really popular thing when, you know, you go on, like, any group where people are, like, talking about the quality of his last work or, you know, was it a good show, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of people just always, 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 always go right to the fact that he hires all black casts, and they always say if it wasn't for him. So many people would have been out of work if it wasn't for him. It wasn't for him, and we should just shut up about anything else he does because
2: he hires black actors. Is that all we want? Is that?
0: I the play you, you talk about it. I, don't
3: I, mean, I think it's a good start
1: um you know' it's, once you once you get people in I think um it, you know especially as deep in the game as he is, I think once you draw people in and you have a following is that you kind of have to educate or you know or or give that following something that something that they can learn and grow from um so I think you know, hiring Black is a start. Um, putting, you know, helping people to get recognized and helping people to, you know, to, to, to get on and giving them a, um, you know, a chance to show their skills. And 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 I think, you know, that's a, that's a great start. And, you know, a lot of times that's all people need is an opportunity to display those skills. So that's a big part of it, man, is, is, is giving people a shot you know and giving people a shot that other people might not um give them so i think that's a uh, probably 50 percent of it is uh you know people getting an opportunity to show you know what they can do for what they're made of so
0: are so we thinking thinking tyler perry is a blueprint or a rogue is he one of the blueprints we could use in the employment of black people, like he, you know, he owns his stuff, black ownership, all that wonderful stuff, and he hired black people in certain positions. Are we saying that, you know, like what's the, what's the major message in how he goes about business in that one regard? Because there's a completely opposite side of this Tyler Perry argument we could explore. Um, I think that that shows you the power of
1: owning your your stuff. It shows you the power that comes with you being the, you know, the, the head decision maker. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a representation of not just in entertainment, but whatever business, if you own it, that you can have complete ownership of who you decide to put on. So, you know, I, I think it's a representation of people being able to say, hey, this is mine, and I'm gonna make whatever decisions I want to make. And the decisions I'm going to make are going to be in to power my people.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think that's a case that could be universal throughout
3: all forms of business and all, you know, in, in, anytime we own something. So.
0: True. What y'all think, man, you think Tyler Perry's role is probably the best scenario, best case scenario, like just own things and then you can decide who and who not to hire at that point i know that that goes into a a debate that was real hot back in may i believe with if we just shopped at black restaurants and supported black restaurants and uh you know when we support black businesses we can demand different things from them or is it just enough to be a black business ownership just enough to just say, I hired black people, leave me alone, don't worry about anything else that I'm doing?
3: No, as that's why I say it's a start. Um, right. It's not everything, because I said, I think especially once you um,
1: reach the levels that he has reached, um, you know, financially, is that you're not doing it for um, a paycheck anymore, you're doing it more so for a legacy. And your legacy is, you know, kind of, you know, the lessons that you leave behind and the resources that you leave behind the people that you care about the most. Mm-hmm. And so now that you have that audience, now that you have that following, and now that you have the resources, you know, make sure that you are, you know, educating people, giving them resources, giving them platforms. I think that's the next level of um, success. And I think, um, you know, he's closely tied to to Oprah, and I think that's what she's doing through her network is giving a lot of other people opportunities um, for them to get their own thing going now that she has everything set up um, for herself.
0: Mm. Let me try this new thing Tyler Perry did real good. Yeah. I'm. Am, am I supposed to like want to support him? Like what? What am I supposed to do as this new personality trait? Am I supposed to just sure, say? You don't,
1: that's it. I mean, you don't have to support him. Just like, just don't hate. I mean, there's there's a way to like prop somebody up, and then there's some way to like kind of tear somebody down. What about um, critique? Like, like don't, don't, don't critique
0: anything he does. Just say. I mean, you can
3: critique it, but be like, hey, despite all that, he made it happen.
0: Despite all that, he made it happen. <laughs> I'm saying I know it hurts you, you know, this new no, whatever no. no. It this, this new one's going to – because <laughs> maybe if I do things differently instead of being a critic and comment on social stuff, maybe I'll be richer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try it. Maybe I'll I mean, have – You're not even speaking freely right now. That's, what's, what does that mean? It's, it's about playing the role to get paid. You see J.R. Smith in the league? He ain't even getting on the court, but he he playing his role and he doing what he got to do. Keep him moving, baby. Ride, man. Ray Allen with the Celtics. Play your role so you can win. You ain't gotta be that, you know what I mean? Darn you the heck. Mellow. Skinny mellow, not hoodie mellow. Skinny mellow. Mellow doing what he got to do to get on the on the roster. Came in when they asked him to do his thing and he did good. So Good job, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That this was the disingenuous good job ever. <laughs> he rich. Er, he's like one of the richest people in the world. That is a a very good thing. Let me see. Elliot says, "I think that business is about finding value, and businesses to try try to be efficient. It's also awesome when businesses find value in us as a people while well attending and showing us." how to attain success. That's exactly how I feel about Tyler Perry right there. He, he, he showed us how to get money
3: for being black people
0: and representing black people. So you're saying disregard the art, but look at the process. I think that's what he's saying. Take, take the
1: blueprint, take the blueprint uh, um, that he, that he used to be successful. Yeah
3: and and apply that but kind of disregard the art that was made
0: yeah like you know don't the old me would have said not saying this now i'm telling you what the old me would have said this isn't me actually saying this now we would have been concerned with him not allowing other black people to be involved in the creative process he doesn't hire black writers um, doesn't hire any black producers doesn't hire any black directors he only hires black actors from what we're hearing and so the old me would have said well you know there's more that can be done now that you have reached the status that you've reached and maybe that would help you gain a larger following to further your cause as a business owner right cause like he said in the Netflix joint he's hyper serving his his uh." His audience, like, he don't care about what nobody thinks, he's just gonna hyper serve his audience. Which, I mean, that's your business, you do what you want to do. But other people were saying, Well, if you're such a philanthropist, you should be letting other writers, other black people get involved in the behind the scenes work. It's like the only thing you're doing is just like white people you're only using black people for talent and not letting them be a part of the brain trust that goes into creating stuff so uh Elliot we will rock some CSU gear on the next show or show after this one cause uh I doubt the mail will get it to us in a week but uh yeah I'm with you on that But Nika, yeah it, he does help a lot of people nothing wrong with that and uh he, should, he could definitely, uh, he deserves, he deserves the respect that he should have. He has. So props to Tyler Perry for his status. What else should we do to help? Like, should we, what if we don't own things? Is it possible for us to help other African-Americans be employed or our latin our Latin uh, brothers and sisters brown brothers and sisters is there anything else we can do like is there another way to get us on
3: um yeah, i mean we
1: I think we could um you know all be looking out for your people um you know if we know of people that um are needing positions or if we're at a certain place and we know that we can help people get on the thing is is that I think a lot of us um, are in positions to where we have jobs and we have roles Mm -hmm. and we we have to make sure that if we're going to bring somebody on that they don't, you know, they don't that they perform at a level that we're comfortable with. I think that's one thing that kind of um, we have in the back of our mind. Like, hey, you know, if I bring somebody on or I put somebody on. Especially where I work that they have to perform at a certain level or whatever or else it's going to make me look bad. But I I do think that we have a responsibility if we have, um, you know, if, if to in, increase the number of uh, minorities at certain places or whatever, because it's going to make those
0: businesses um, run better. Wait now, you said run better or... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we could have this conversation with like Tyler Perry. This part, like this part of the conversation about you know if we're if if, if we don't own the business, like I'm not really sure what we can't talk about Tyler Perry in this part because we don't necessarily want to evaluate. We we don't know how he runs. Well, we do know how he runs the company. He's the only person that's allowed to make decisions for the creative process. And but he, you know, he lets black people be actors and actresses. But in terms of how the business is run, some people aren't particularly fond of that because it seems more could be done to help others get on. He let people use his studio, so I guess guess that's cool. But uh, to your point about people making you look bad once you get them a, a foot in the door and they come in and they don't perform right? Like, how do we, are we responsible for that? Like, I don't, I
3: don't
2: know. I really I really don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. I've been a benefactor of,
0: a, a beneficiary, not a benefactor. Yeah, I benefited from somebody giving me a shot once they got in. Yeah, I think I mean. we all have- yeah we all have benefited from and i and and i say that because
1: i know that if somebody gives me an opportunity i feel indebted to where i say hey look here i you know i'm gonna go above and beyond you know
3: just to make sure that i back up whatever that person was saying about
2: Hmm. i mean it, it just seems like
0: are we responsible like should we try to get other people on like, is that a, a thing that we want everybody to do? Try to help other people get on? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's kind of been... Um,
3: I, I just think that that's the way things have always been, you know, in, in the circles that I've, that I've been in. So.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, us. You know what I mean? Like, the guys that we've we come to know. But just in general, like this new individualistic approach we have towards everything now like individual wealth you know fam, individual family wealth that sort of thing so does that remove any of these other traditions from our plates like as long as like so let's take let's take uh the incident from this week which would be in segment two Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Stephen A. Smith you know they're, they're world class experts at their jobs and you know their individual wealth is king status at this point are they responsible to anyone else besides their family members at this point
2: and their employees and I just I don't know I don't, know, I don't know how to look at this
0: new world. These don't look at the world with these new lenses. My new lenses say, "Just get your money, live your life. You I mean take shots of the trendiest alcohol <laughs> and try your best to own the trendiest everything, right?" Now how it's done? Somebody help me out there. Anybody? Wali, Wali I think Wiley has some success in that world.
2: That's what you do, though. You just you just get money and well, what do you do?
0: And I know what you' finna say when the next segment. Matter of fact, let's we we done with Tyler Perry. I think we done with Tyler Perry. Good job, Tyler Perry. Thank you for hiring Lance Gross. See, I can do it. Pledge. It's not that hard. It is.
3: It, it, you nope. can hear it in
0: your voice that it's hard for you, man. Nope. All of us can. Nope. Do we sabotage our chances of getting hired? Uh, our being not like I messed myself up in the interview, but I already work at a company and in a position that I can help people get hired. Do am I like getting in the way of another black person being hired? So if you guys aren't familiar with it, Kevin Durant is a player for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he is the alpha dog for that team. Not in personality but status. Uh,
3: that, I don't know. I mean,
0: Kyrie was there before Durant was there. No, they got there at the same time, didn't they?
3: Nah, Kyrie was there a season before.
0: You
2: sure?
1: Was he? I, I don't know if he was there a season before, but I know he, he agreed to go to the Nets before. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, Yeah, probably agreed to get that first. But I was saying, you know, like, uh, Wally, how do I do this new thing I'm on? I'm on this new thing where no more black collective, black nationalist community thing. It's, you know, what am I supposed to do with this whole individual wealth mindset? Like, I know I'm supposed to make my own money. All about me, 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 me. But am I supposed to, like, Partying every week, or every, is it every how many times you go party a week? Plus, it's supposed to be like three nights a week or something like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but Thursday, Friday. I don't you know, oh, no, I've been out of
1: that life for um, two, uh, yeah, for you, a long time. so you're talking to the wrong yeah. one, yeah. I did read something on LinkedIn earlier today to where they were like talking about the average night of going out is mm-hmm. usually
0: $200, so it got to spend do
1: that, and if you do that two times a week um for a full year that could be like a down payment on a house i, I did read that already no we no, no. see. You,
0: uh-uh. you gotta be in a situation where this is what i'm thinking i don't know you you read more i don't have a house so am i supposed to do both of the things though i mean you can do whatever you
3: do whatever it is you want to do
1: you just gotta mm-hmm. live i gotta the, do i gotta do it's trendy
0: world. i gotta do what's trendy no, it's not about what I want. I got to do what's trendy, pop culture.
1: As I said, in in my circles, it's different than what it may happen in, in in your circles. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Like home ownership and investing and real estate or whatever. That's what's popping over here. You know I'm saying like so. It depends on it depends on where you're at, and that's the thing is people can fluently
3: move in between the two.
0: Okay so don't go clubbing
3: if you want to I
0: mean I, mean, I don't it, I mean with the help of Elliot which you know we're gonna stop doing that kind of stuff cause individual wealth but my investment game you know I'm on step three so you know I'm straight on that uh and the Dave Ramsey joint I guess I'll be on step yes I'm, familiar,
3: I'm getting, familiar with uh
1: I'm very familiar with that program. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I think I'm on step two with the Dave Ramsey spot. Uh, kind of mixed around the first four steps because I'd be like, man, look, I ain't on this 60-year plan to be a millionaire. I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing it. But uh, Kevin Durant is the, he gets credit for being the bigger of the two status
2: stars in the league. Hmm? You yeah, I mean, that?
3: Well, I mean, both of them are very centric players.
0: So I don't, like who, I, don't know,
3: I don't know who I don't know who the leader would be um, in that situation.
0: Well, not, really, not in terms of like decision making, you know. I mean? Well, like who does the organization value more? Do they value Kyrie more or Kevin Durant? And according to all the talking heads. Kevin Durant is valued more than Kyrie Irving. Durant it's like a very slight edge, too. It's not even like a...
1: a better basketball player than Kyrie Irvin. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. But, but
1: Kyrie has shown that his influence might be a little bit stronger.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well,
1: Steve I mean, Nash... Look at, look at himself with the Cavaliers. Look at how he conducted himself with the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing the same thing in, in uh, Brooklyn. So it seems like Kyrie might be more of a headache
0: um, than Kevin Durant. All right. So, according to the news, Steve Nash, who's a – how do we refer to him? Because I'm going to say white guy, but doing this new thing. I
3: mean, he is Canadian,
0: but
3: – He's a Canadian ask. basketball, that, he was basketball
0: player. Him. He's a Canadian Hall of Fame basketball player who was never a head coach anywhere, and he, he got was, the job.
1: He was a part-time player development
0: coach. Part-time. Wow. I didn't even know
1: it was part-time. Like, he he wasn't even at practice every day, but to go to State Warriors.
0: Okay. But. And uh, he
3: stepped into a head coaching role.
0: Yeah. So, he went from never having been a coach to immediately becoming the coach of two very, very, very upper echelon ball players in the NBA with no experience. Stephen A. Smith, who was also pictured in the graphic, said he thought that was a case of white privilege because the owners and the GM and the president of the Brooklyn Nets overlooked a pool of very qualified black men who could have done the job and who have experience doing the job to hire Steve Nash, who does not have any experience. A lot of the analysts are saying, well, that's Kevin Durant's fault because Kevin Durant has a relationship with Steve Nash that influenced the decision to have Steve Nash brought on as head coach. So, some people are saying KD and Kyrie are the reason that no black man was hired for that role as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Players react, because <clears throat> I'm on my Tyler Perry, he's a good guy, nothing else matters thing. Um KD did work with uh Steve Nash
3: in Golden State, so there is a relationship there. Um the thing is that the
1: in the bubble, the Nets had Jock uh Vaughn, mm-hmm. who's a who's a um black guy who has I think he coached at two different uh, I know he was coached with Orlando Magic. I think he had another coaching post. So he's, a little, he's more experienced in the coaching game. And um, the Nets, even though they didn't make the playoffs, because they, they didn't really have a chance to make the playoffs, but the Nets performed very well without their two best players in the bubble. Mm-hmm. So there was a chance to where, if they would have made enough fuss, that Jock Vaughn could have been the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Yeah. With the star power that kd and Kyrie have i'm pretty sure they were involved somehow some way in the um in the selection of the new coach because there's a lot of stories that they were heavily involved in the former coach getting fired even though he was having a you know a good season without the two stars but there were personality clashes and um you know, and so basically they, they let it know that they't they didn't want him there anymore, and he was out of there. So the thing with basketball, the, the tough situation with basketball is that there's a, a, a short time window for you to you know win a championship, and I'm pretty sure that's what
3: Kyrie and Katie are looking at right now. so are they saying? we are going to put ourselves in the
1: absolute best position to win a championship, and we feel Steve Nash is that person.
0: What what do you say in response to Stephen A. Smith? Like You just explained why Kevin Durant may or may not have supported Steve
3: Nash. Well,
1: that's I saw Stephen A. Smith's um, entire um, quote or his entire interview on that, and he acknowledged that Um that Steve Nash is like if anybody can go from not coaching to coaching, that Steve Nash will be that guy. I mean, he Stephen A. Smith did acknowledge the respect that Steve Nash has amongst um players in the NBA, the players that he played with, how he looked out for him, how he took care of them, how he was a leader amongst um, you know, all the different guys. So Stephen A. Smith said that barring a normal situation that he could understand Steve Nafski in this position. Stephen A. Smith also said that you're in one of the, you know, one of the most culturally diverse cities in America in Brooklyn. And and in Brooklyn and in New York, you had two coaching um vacancies this this season and neither one of them were um Neither one of them were filled by black men. I was in Brooklyn uh late last year. I I was in the Barclays Center. As I said, I I, I felt, you know, the, the the atmosphere up there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different feel. It hit different. And you, know, and, you know, to be in that environment and then, you know, both. And the year before, I was in Madison Square Garden. I felt
0: that environment. Stephen A was kind of overreacting with the the white privilege thing Elliot says it's a ratings move so it sounds like it's just good business got the the best person for the situation Um, it benefits your is it I guess your TV space uh, which means I guess you get more money because you're on TV more ad space so was it was Stephen A just playing the race card here for no reason, making well, himself I mean, look bad.
1: Stephen A. Smith has a legitimate claim. Anytime, anytime that there's because, and that's one thing that Stephen A. Smith said, there's in, in the history of the NBA, there's never been a coach that has zero coaching experience that
0: goes to the head coaching realm. They, the they, they said they, Doc Rivers was, Doc was a guy that Rivers did that and Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd? That's that's what you know some of the people that disagree I mean, with Stephen, Stephen A. Silver. said.
3: Steve Kerr um, did it.
1: Steve Kerr came mm-hmm. from the broadcast booth. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know,
1: he got handed the, um, you know, Golden State Warriors or whatever. And, I mean, and they've been successful. So, I mean, that might justify a move like that. You know, you can't argue with the results that, that Steve Kerr has put up as a coach.
0: Yeah. they're You know, just like I said, a lot of people that were disagreeing with Steve and they brought up Doc Rivers, Jason Kidd, Steve Kerr, um, Larry Bird, um... I wanted to say they brought up Magic Johnson. But they were saying that those guys had a chance to like Steve Nash isn't the first person that did it and black people have done it. And that Stephen A. Smith just made himself look stupid by saying race was involved.
1: No, I mean, there, there, there is, there is a lack of, of black hires. I mean, the NBA is what 70, 80% black and the coaching and the people that coach, they don't, they don't, it doesn't match, you know, the the, the player ratio. And I mean, the thing is that and to go back on what we were saying about Tyler Perry is that it's not a situation of of not having uh qualified black coaches is that we don't have enough black decision makers. Hmm. You know so you think you think that if we have black GMs, black owners, black general managers, that I'm pretty sure we'll see more black coaches. So it's not a problem of, you know, of, of us not being qualified. It's a it's a problem of us not being in a position to hire our own. So it kind of goes back on the conversation that we had um previously is that um, you know, once we get into positions of power, once we get into positions of ownership, we will be able to hire the right, you know, hire the right people for the job. We will have an increase. In um, in those positions, so I think it's, it's it has something to do with um, a power move. We oh. have to shift ownership. We have to shift power, and then we'll see the results that we want at, at the coaching
0: around. How does that work? How do we get that done? Because I, you know, I don't. I mean, that's the thing: is that the
1: NBA right now? It, that that particular sport. That's something that they should be. You, you talk about them fighting for equality and, and things of that nature. That's something that they should demand. Like, hey, look here. Um, you know, we, we want, you know, whether it be internships, we want opportunities at um, not just playing, but we want opportunities in leadership. We want opportunities in management. We want opportunities in, in, in you know, whatever departments we can be in or whatever. So right now is, is a time where they can make a demand in that. So you can't just ask for equality outside of the league. Ask for equality with, within the league as well.
0: Stephen A. said that too. Uh, he brought up the number of black executives and how even if they are an executive, there's only one black executive who's allowed to make decisions.
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have any. Just get money. I mean. You get, get your paper up
0: without worrying about the haters. Play the haters to the left. Uh, I mean, Tyler was, was
1: The Hawks, you jury. Uh, I'm not for the Hawks, for the Raptors last yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much mastermind, Um, you know, putting that Toronto Raptors together. That like, mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors.
0: they say saying he's uh, the only guy that's allowed to make any decisions in this position, only black person. So, you know, he definitely gets all the, the credit guy, on that one.
1: Has that role? is he the only are they saying he's the only guy that has that role or he's the only guy that's empowered? or do other black people have that they're saying role?
0: cause he's the wow. GM right yeah I think
3: he's
0: the GM um Elton Brand is the GM of the 76ers I believe but they're saying that when it comes down to like making major decisions like trading your superstar away like Masai Jiri did he's the only one that has that that final say so um Elliot's saying the owners make all the decisions so, I guess Elliot is uh, showing up What Stephen A. said. Kendrick Perkins was saying the same thing in that same episode that even though there's nine black executives in the NBA on any executive level, only one of them has decision-making abilities. And...
2: Uh,
1: and so, I mean, that should, be, that should be a demand that the players make while, they're, while especially now while the owners or the league has shown that they're willing to make certain concessions during this time um, because the players have flexed and shown their power is that the players need to flex and show their power and say, Hey, look here, we want, we want a more equitable and fair seat at the table. When it comes to decisions that are made. So, does so, that,
0: so that, if we're, if we're going that route, does that put blame on Kyrie and Kevin Durant for the Steve Nash hire?
3: Um
1: I don't I don't think so because sports are unlike business. Like if I'm in if I'm in business, I could be doing well. Um and 10 other companies that are in the same space as me could be doing well at the same time. Sports, you got one person that wins a championship and everybody else has an unsuccessful season. So if you are trying to be that one team that has a successful season, you have to go with what you think is going to give you the absolute best shot to maximize on that small window. I mean, because Kyrie and KD, they may have, what, a two, maybe at the most three-year window to, to, to win a championship. So I'm pretty sure that's kind of in the back of their mind of saying, hey, who's going to be the absolute best coach to win us a championship in this next two or three years?
0: Elliot just said. Uh...
1: So that kind of lets mm. them off the hook for a little bit.
0: All right, Elliot was saying if, if uh, you're defining success as a championship, then you know, he, he could uh, understand. But he's saying what if you define success as a – with a different metric. You know, what if – you know, if you're just out – like, look at the Knicks. The Knicks don't give a damn about winning. They just flat out <laughs> not trying, Teams. Um Who else – seems like uh, if this Giannis trade goes down and the Golden State Warriors give him a bunch of first-round draft picks, pictures of Steph Curry feet and Draymond Green, it's going to be a clear indication that the Bucks don't care about winning. So
3: you think uh, maybe
0: – I don't know. Man, I don't know. I'm trying this new thing. I'm looking up hookah spots for after the show. I think people like hookah. I think that's really hot right now. I'll sit and watch people do hookah.
3: Yeah. You, wild B.
0: Man, I got to... Listen, man. You already reached the thing that people are talking about in the memes and stuff. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get there. So I'm going to fly somebody out. I think you got to do that, too. Like, fly people into your city or something like that. I think that's the thing you got to do as a dude. Let me see. Some sports, are teams, some sports teams are just advertising the owner's main business. Oh, wow. What's an example of that, Elliot? Uh, so he's saying a lot of people don't even care about winning per se. They're just using the sport team as a
2: cash cow for other businesses. I don't think that's the case with the Brooklyn move. Um, I
0: do think they're trying to win now, and I think they let Durant and Kyrie have some input on who the coach was. Uh, while the Cavs, the Cavs are yeah, that's true. Cause uh, in the arena named after the business that Dan Gilbert owns,
1: Quick and Loans Arena. Yeah, he started. Yeah. Uh,
3: quick and Loans.
0: Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I guess we we're not really in charge of much in the hiring process if we're not in the managerial spot and in power or the owner of the business. So maybe there's not much else we can do if we're not in those two positions that the stance we came up came to.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I but I think what you're saying is that in this situation, Kyrie and Durant were probably in that position to make a decision like that and they and they potentially could have chosen say, "Hey, nah, let's you know, let's get somebody that I know, somebody I'm comfortable with, and somebody I think who's gonna
3: you know get get me that ring."
0: They say Ty Lue is about to uh, get this this Sixers job, and that uh, Ty Lue probably would have been a decent shot, but because Kyrie doesn't like Ty Lue, that it, it was never going to happen. So. Well,
1: I- I heard different. I, honestly, I heard that Tyloo was one of the people that Kyrie was trying to get on. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that's that's as I said. I don't I don't know which one is right, but I heard that Kyrie was kind of pulling for Tyloo.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: But, but I think Tyloo was he there. Yes. Tyloo was there a year after LeBron left, mm-hmm. and that's when um,
3: Kyrie was trying to force him way out of. Uh,
2: about that first year. about that. that the
0: a couple of years in between LeBron being there.
3: Well, I think after LeBron left, that's
1: when um, Kyrie forced that trade to. Um, oh, Boston. The,
3: uh, to Boston.
0: Yeah, I think Tyree Tyree Tyre Kyrie was just. Uh, I think he was just trying to. Sh- I guess, prove change his image maybe. Because you know he was already kind of sort of winner, but. He was seen as Robin to LeBron's Batman. I think that was maybe what he was combating with the move to Boston.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think that's what he was trying to do. Is because you got to remember before LeBron, uh, you know, James joined Cleveland. Cleveland was you know horrible. Kyrie wasn't doing anything. True. And then I mean, I think Kyrie saving grace is that he was one who hit that game-winning shot to beat the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that, and then, but since then, it's like he's just been a headache to whatever team he's been on, so um, as like i said i I think it's an interesting move that Kyrie and k d are together. I think both of them have a lot of things in common, um you know, with how they are as teammates perk who you know who, who's just. Um big perk who's become almost a weekly topic on the show or whatever. He played with both of them. He played with KD in Oklahoma State. And then he played with Kyrie in Cleveland or whatever. And he was just like, God bless whatever coach has to deal with both of
3: them because Perk knows how they are as teammates. So
0: no comment. Um We're gonna need to
3: we gonna need, the old, we gonna need
1: the old, I can't man.
0: I can't do it, man. I don't wanna be the We need to that...
3: like man.
0: I feel like it's bringing me down you know what I mean every time I I critique something that someone else says I lose a hundred dollars So, I'm do this Why are you laughing it's a lot of money well not probably not to you but to me a lot of money alright listen uh Elliot just brought up two points that I don't know if you have any information on it and it made me think of something else Elliot said uh It'll be inter- interesting to see how much roster control Steve Nash has, whether or not he's actually in charge of anything, and that LeBron and Kyrie orchestrated something. He's going to get back to me with that. But it made me think of this. the What's the guy's name that does the fill-in for uh, Colin Cowherd?
3: Doug Gottlieb.
0: Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb was the only person that I listened to immediately following the uh, – Stephen A. Smith stuff but Doug Gottlieb was saying you know, Stephen A. Smith just made himself sound stupid uh, for playing the race card because there are other people who have had the same experience as Steve Nash and they were black as well and that Kyrie is just insufferable that's why um, he hated on Tyron Lue becoming the coach of Brooklyn and now that you're saying that Tyloo was actually recommended by Kyrie. Why is there a difference between what Doug Gottlieb is reporting and the report that you heard?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know which one. I don't know which one is true because both of them, you know, I yeah, they're yeah, conflicting. I,
0: yeah,
1: they're conflicting. So I don't know which one is true. I mean, it could be that he didn't want them It could be that he did want them So I don't know which
3: one is true. Um, so because
0: it, it I mean, seems I'm, like it seems like we're. You know, we're saying that the influence that Stephen A. Smith is pointing to is there and that a black man wasn't put in that position because two other black men were being salty haters. According to Kendra Perkins, they are some salty haters,
2: so...
3: Yes, and if Perk said it, it's law. So
2: there you go. As, there's <laughs> that on
3: that. Now,
1: what I'm saying, man, what? Perk helped y'all win a championship, man. Why don't, you, why don't you show more
0: love to Perk, man? I mean, I love Perk. There you go. Give me a picture on the internet and I'll double tap it. Pause to show that I like the post of Kendrick Perkins.
3: Man, you, you don't
0: be you don't be putting enough spec on Perk name, man. What What are you talking about? I'm you one mean, of the last people that think it's necessary to have someone like Kendrick Perkins on your team. I mean, PJ Tucker Morris, is a Kendrick Perkins role player. Mark, I'm just in the role, just the role, not not the, the skill set, but the role.
1: Brother for the for the LA Clippers, he plays that role.
0: Who's that? Uh,
1: the Morris brother. Yeah, like they're they're The, Clippers, the yeah. one that kept in
3: Donk uh Donkic, he plays that role. But um but nah man, it's um I don't know, I, I as I said, they I think they had a chance to make a statement, but they
1: chose to go after their ring. And I I don't necessarily uh
3: see there you go
1: them to uh I don't think you could fault them for wanting to go after the ring because at the end of the day, that's what they play basketball for. So.
0: Right, right. See Elliot, see, Elliot just gave a definitive reason why I will always have respect for Kendrick Perkins because I did the same thing when I hooped. Um, There you go. I, was, I don't know,
3: man. But this, this, new,
1: this new energy you have is just very, very, like...
0: You gotta get used okay. to it. It took me a week to get used to it too, so
1: I'm not getting used to it, man. I think it's gone. I think by
0: next episode you'll be like, Cool. All right. <laughs> We're doing this. All right. Uh Elliot saying uh LeBron and uh, Kyrie uh both wanted to leave and uh LeBron Yeah, you see it, LeBron was not gonna stay there even after coming back and winning because of Dan Gilbert' letter that yeah, a lot I of people said was bad.
1: I think LeBron wanted to prove that he could win one without the big three, and he accomplished that. So,
0: yeah, I think I think that was it. That and winning one for like basically for the legacy. I mean, like, yeah. Although it gave one to Cleveland, that probably was the best place for him to get it done because they had never won one. And, you know, it meant a lot. He was the person that did it, didn't it? You know, the symbolic. The uh, what do you call it? It would be great, for like literary, the, the, the storyline, the mythos. LeBron James would do in his hometown.
1: The question is, would anybody like Kyrie if he didn't hit that game winning shot? I mean, because that's like only saving grace right now. Because you can say what you want to say with like, all right, but he did hit that shot. If Kyrie wouldn't have hit that shot, would anybody be rocking on Kyrie at all?
0: I think people would like him like like for the highlights. Him.
1: Yeah, I mean, his handles are are nice.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think I think those are pretty much the highlights, the shoes, and the uh, shot. I think that's pretty much his, all he has.
1: His shoes are comfortable to ball in. They I, look I, I
0: extremely would... comfy to hope in.
1: Dude, I will give him that. I I uh ball in a pair of Kyries and the best basketball shoes I've ever played ball.
0: Yeah, they look like it. Yeah. Um, I mean he
1: you're not good enough to get on the wall, but hey No,
0: no, no, no. You gotta do a lot of work to get out there. You see LeBron ain't even up there, so
1: look, look LeBron's right here, man. What I can't I can't about? see him. <laughs> LeBron's <right here>. what? <laughs> oh, oh the oh okay, okay. Yeah, man. No, That's I couldn't man. see him. Like I'm a the big homie. Come on, man. I
0: mean, you got some iconic shoes up there, though. That's a a totally different show. Those shoes are bigger than basketball. Like, like, let's just be honest. The shoes you got back there—they're trophies for a reason. People, I've been looking at this trend online, and you know, I'm sure you can attest to this as much as anybody. You can't even crease them shoes at the toe, or people will get mad at you on the internet. Like. You bend your big toe in a pair of them shoes back there, people will give you heat on the internet. So, I mean, you know, Kyrie's ain't made it to that level yet. Kyrie's shoes got that little bend at the toe because yeah. they want you to I mean, be flexible. That's how much I
1: disrespect Kyrie's shoes is to actually play basketball. Like
0: yeah, that. yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Like, it looks weird to me if somebody hoops in threes, 11s, 12s, even though twelve, twelves. <laughs> 12s.
2: If you If in,
1: in a signature pair of Jordans you better be like a millionaire to yeah or they
0: better be beaters or shoes you're getting rid of uh, but nah I, just, I didn't see the LeBrons back there so man I don't know this this seems like a play you have to draw the, the home the point home about Durant and Stephen A. Smith because they're on the opposite ends as implied by the picture on this debate Oh, you got the Giannis's, uh, Waleed. I saw one of my homegirls, her son, play for a Popka. He hoop in the uh, some Giannis's.
3: Yeah, um, one of our teams, uh,
1: played in the in the Giannis's, and they had a lot of good things to say about him too. So.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you talking about in Popka or in Pasco?
1: In Pasco, yeah, one of the teams, the whole team had him, and uh, they had a lot of good things to say about
0: him. Giannis, he made a lot of team colorways. Like you can get him um, out of the East Bay joint.
1: He had like three that were dedicated to uh, coming to America. He had to coming to America. Yeah, I remember joint. those. He had the um, Soul Glow joints that were red, uh, yellow, and, um, and uh, black. <laughs> and then he had the Employee of the Month with the red uh, tartan joints. So he had three that were dedicated to
3: coming to America by himself.
0: Look, man. Come on, dog. Hey, Elliot. I mean, what? Elliot. Put in the chat when you want to do this show, players. What day of the week we're gonna do this this uh, basketball show? And Ellie just gave a new name for uh, a new concept. Own
3: oh, Harachis.
0: Yeah, it's a podcast about sneakers.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm down.
0: I'm saying what yeah. days? Are we let's get this going, man. So give me purpose while I live in Atlanta with aspirations yeah, of you, doing who and brunch, and
1: from the brunches.
0: We the, need to keep them occupied. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think you're supposed to like actually eat and dance at the brunches. Are you you're supposed to? Was oh, it nah. just do alcohol and dance you're supposed or to something?
1: There, and you're supposed to put it on the gram. That's what you're supposed to
0: do. are You supposed to stay the whole time? Does anybody know if you're supposed to stay at the brunches the entire time? Because I know you don't eat, and that's all I know. Even though it's, it's called cool. brunch,
3: I think it's more to say that you were there.
2: Cool. I'll get some pictures. Right, Thursdays, what you, What you think? That'll work. Shoot. Well, man. Blazeman,
0: you ain't got any other insights on the implications of the. Nah,
1: man. I'm going to uh, make a plea to you on behalf of the people that um, we need the OB back. I'm saying, we know you're trying to be a, a, um, a hipster. Trying to uh, get down with the millennial vibe. Listen, but,
0: man, you want the OB back? Listen to OB episodes. Like Jay Z said, the people would need you. Um, you know, it's
1: what we tune in for every week. So uh, that's, you know, that's that's the final comment I'm gonna make on that.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with the Jay Z line again doing some OB lines, Listen to some, some some OB episodes. Feeling good, man. Like I don't get no arguments with people on Instagram or Facebook. He won't nope. last. I like, just... It won't. People have to.
1: to... Tune back in next week. He'll be back. He, it's, it's a holiday version, so he's throwing off a little bit, but tune
3: in. He'll be back. He won't last.
2: Good <laughs> hey
0: Thanks for the vote of confidence, buddy. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Ellie, good luck on the tips. You you just get there an hour late and leave an hour early. Dang, two and a half hours? Okay. Two and a half hours. Woo, that's a lot. Can I read a book at the
3: brunch? Nah, that's not. Ali, why are you laughing now? That's that's not funny.
0: You you don't read books at the brunch? It's Not a thing? No? Okay.
3: They're going to kick you out. Dang it. You
1: know
3: what, you're trying to do? you trying to buy the
0: joint? Get, get out of here. <laughs> 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 Green is fun. Listen, man. I need to wrap the show up so I can go catch one of them. Don't they go to like five o'clock, something like that?
1: Nah, nah, nah. I mean, you got to remember brunch is between breakfast and
0: lunch. So. No, 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 no. It's not, they don't do that. It's not about time of the day. They turn in, they're, they're technically parties that go until like 8 p.m uh elliot the difference between b2.0 and b3.0 b3.0 rhymes with c3po and cp 3 there's there's one difference two everything is love baby ain't no ain't no deep insights listen man you famous you know what i mean i ain't got no insights other than just to see what you did and be like man good job all we doing is looking at work ethic, nothing else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you laughing up?
1: As long as their intentions are
0: pure. I I don't know. Look, I ain't looking at that. I'm not. I'm not analyzing any moves made. No more political stuff. You know what I mean, that's right. JG line. Want some OB hot takes? Listen to OB episodes, and that's it. No more of that even a smith is on tv that's impressive kevin durant made it to the nba that's impressive that's that's it that's all i got congratulations tyler perry for becoming a billionaire need more like more billionaires that are black you go to uh. all right though that's that's it man i'm gonna go find me a brunch spot party brunch party
1: Man, the tables have turned. I'm watching sci fi stuff and this hat up. Who would have ever thought? I'm going to go watch some, uh,
0: some Tyler Perry stuff. And some. Uh...
1: <laughs> no, I, I know you. <laughs> oh, no,
0: I'm going to go watch Girlfriends and Insecure. And uh, I got to catch up on those. i two seasons behind. Let me catch up on Insecure. It was a good season this past season. Check it out. So. Is that. Nobody's going to be a trillionaire yet, man. I don't know if we can get to trillionaire status. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm spent, man. I'm not spent, but those are all the topics. <laughs> and it's been an hour and 40 minutes. People don't like to hang out that long on our show for some reason. Except for the the, the OG fam. Appreciate Wally. Appreciate Elliot. uh, Macy. Who else was in here? Who else was? I think Marlena was here. And any other closet listeners. Again, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, Share. Subscribe. We're on YouTube. Spotify. SoundCloud. Facebook. Uh, Stitcher. Apple. Yeah. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, man, a couple weeks back, I think it was episode, like, 27, we got up to, like, 30, 30 streams, according to Anchor. So, we appreciate I don't know who the people are. I don't know where they are. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, that. That kind of, I was like, oh, the numbers are there. So, appreciate that. And, uh, hey, man. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Fire the grill up. Drink you some brown. Do a two-step. Play some Frankie Beverly. And uh, watch the basketball if you're into that. All
1: right. Thank you, guys. Rock with us. God bless.
2: Holla. Peace.